You're listening to Lessons from the Boardroom, a business podcast with Kevin Minton, CEO of Chief Executive Boards. Hello, I'm Kevin Minton, and welcome to our podcast, where we talk with business owners about their journeys and the lessons they picked up along the way that have steered them to success. I've really been looking forward to this interview for quite some time, and we're excited to host our good friend Vince DeLeonardis, who is our guest on the podcast today. Vince is the president of Auk Corporation, or construction, Auk Construction, which is a privately held construction management firm based in Pontiac, Michigan. Their existence traces all the way back to their founding in 1908, so they've well surpassed the century hurdle for being in existence. One of the key traits that I find extremely interesting about their business is that they enjoy over 95% repeat business, which is extremely impressive for a construction management firm. I don't want to steal all events as thunder here, so we'll go ahead and get started by welcoming our guests to our show. Vince, welcome to our podcast today, and it's a real treat having you to join us. Kevin, thank you. And and likewise, this is something I've been looking forward to. So uh, certainly I've always enjoyed our relationship, and uh, you're an easy guy to talk to, so I I think you'll help me right through this. (laughs) Well, Vince, uh, ever since meeting you, I've been extremely impressed with your leadership and having visited your firm and, and meeting your team. It's, it's quite prevalent how your culture has really permeated into a very successful business model. But before we get started into that story, what I'd really like to do is just ask you to start out by telling us a little bit about yourself uh, on a personal level and sort of uh, before you even got started into this business. Okay, certainly. And uh, to Kevin, don't hesitate to say, hey, Vince, we need to get to a point uh, my old boss, when we go to interviews for projects, he goes, Vince, client really doesn't need to know how many years you were in the Boy Scouts. <laughs> okay. But like with everything, everything's a journey. Uh, mine started in Western Pennsylvania, where I was born and raised. Um, ended up uh, going to Penn State University uh, and graduated with a degree in civil engineering. And uh, what's interesting about that was the fact when I enrolled in Penn State, I enrolled in the College of Business, really looking for a career in uh, accounting. It was primarily guided by one of our neighbors uh, who was an accountant or CFO within a firm who, once again, act, kind of acted as my mentor. So uh, the first day of class, I kind of said, boy, is this what I want to do the rest of my life? And, and maybe all of a sudden my eyes opened up. And I uh, went down to the registrar's office and says, you know, this is not really what I see my career going. And they said, well, what are you looking at? And that day I ended up switching my college to engineering, you know, pursuing a civil engineering degree. Didn't quite know what everything was involved in as being a civil engineer, but I said, well, you know what, it'll let me be flexible to change to another major if I need to. But the bottom line is the more classes I took, the more interested I was in it and ultimately graduated, getting out of it with my degree, you know, didn't really know if I was going to go to a design office, maybe continue with my education. Uh, and really what happened is at a campus interview, I uh, talked to an af- outfit called AMAX, big mining company that was operating out of Colorado. And uh, they invited me out for an interview, and I'm like, you know, sure, <laughs> I'll head out to Colorado. 
obviously fell in love with the the country out there and took a job and, and worked a couple years out there. Uh, learned a lot. Uh, it was kind of a remote site. Had to do a lot of planning early on. So as a young guy, you know, was thrown right into that. Uh, the mine shut down, uh, and I ended up responding to an ad out of uh, a trade magazine, and ended up in Midland, Michigan, working at a nuclear power plant, using my experience from tunneling uh, to secure a position up there. And up on a nuke, you learn discipline. Uh, you learn to do exactly what's shown on the drawings and specifications. Uh, and it really developed, uh, again, that discipline that, that I carried throughout my career. Uh, the nuke shut down. Uh, and I didn't really mention, I guess, the, the mine in Colorado shut down. That's why I ended up in Midland. Uh, the nuke shut down, and I guess I was developing a complex of, you know, uh, working for places and uh, having to go find another job. But I but I ended up in Detroit uh, and uh, took a, a job with a large construction company uh, in the Detroit area where I worked about 10 years uh, and just kind of got involved in the industry, uh, working with the different trade unions, uh, knowing the subcontractor base. And, and really, that's what set my career on a trajectory so ultimately, in uh, about 1994, I joined Al Construction out of Pontiac, and uh, and again, you know, working in the construction industry, all right here in southeastern Michigan. So it really gave me a chance to to understand the local market, uh, to be part of the local market, you know, uh, and, uh, and and I love it here. Uh, so so with that. So you so you've uh, you've been with Alk since 1994. Let's talk a little bit about that journey. Uh, you 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 started out with Alk, and now you're the president of the company. How long have you been president now, Vince? Uh, since '06. Um, my mentor, uh, my true mentor for my career, uh, Dave Hamilton. He retired in '08. So uh, so I had a couple years of transition, but but throughout my career at Alk, it was assuming roles of increasing responsibility. Uh, in 94, I had left a large construction company where I was manager on a $110 million high rise in downtown Detroit. And that's, you know, $1990. So, uh, and worked on some really cool projects, a, a large scale historic restoration of an old hundred year old uh, county uh, courthouse. Um, and some, some neat projects. So, so making the change from the large company, uh, to ALK was one of those things that caused my hair to fall out. Uh, my wife to question my sanity that you've worked so hard to make yourself an important part of a big company. You know, why would you want to leave to go join a smaller company? Book a cut and pay. Uh, but what it was is I, I truly believed in the leader that he could grow it, that I could learn more. Uh, my energies could be for, put forth, uh, you know, to really advancing a company, client relations, because that's something I had seen with my, my other firm that they were a little bit more adversarial and, and perhaps their market required that, but it permeated the entire organization and, you know, it just wasn't for me. Yeah, it just so sounds like it wasn't. Yeah, it sounds like it really uh, didn't. Maybe it didn't suit your personality or your 
your your culture wasn't aligned. Uh, uh, but now that you're at Alk Construction, tell us a bit about that business and and what do you guys what markets do you serve? Okay, our major market sectors are the educational uh, market, which is split between the K through 12 and higher ed clients. Uh, healthcare is a very important part of our our program. And and looking back over the history of the company, you know, it's always been, say, a couple, two or three major market sectors that seems like one's up, you know, the other one's down or vice versa that that really uh, provided stability through that diversification. Uh, But some other major markets for us also are the municipal markets. So we're building fire stations, courthouses, large uh, DPW uh, public works projects, and then as well as the commercial projects. And and one that we're really proud of is the M1 Concourse here in Pontiac, which uh, uh, a visionary developed an 84-acre uh, GM site into a mixed-use, high-end uh, automotive enthusiast uh, project. It involves car condos and a, uh, a test track, they call it, because they, I guess for insurance reasons, can't call it a racetrack. But uh, but a neat project. So you know, a nice mix of work. Well, Vince, along the way, uh, since uh, since joining Alc in '94 and and becoming the president in 2006, uh, and and along that journey of being the president of the organization, I'm sure you've seen uh, plenty of ups and downs. You've been through the Great Recession. You you know you've uh, been through the COVID uh, situation and and a number of things. But what I'd like to here is what's what's been your biggest challenge that you've faced along the way so far as uh, as the leader of the company? Yeah, you know, probably uh, you know, with many things, it's almost like a double-edged sword. Probably one of the largest challenges was following, you know, my predecessor, you know, who was kind of a guy that's larger than life, uh, you know, took a, because uh, he had come over to Alk uh, about a year earlier. And Alc had a great reputation amongst its its clients, uh, but you know it was doing probably about thirty million dollars a year, uh, kind of a niche business. But it was always based on client relations. Uh, so Dave, you know, so saw the opportunity to grow, grow the organization. It's what created opportunity for me. And uh, say so, you know, working with Dave, you know, over those um, what. 10, 12 years before I was promoted to say president, you know, we grew the company from roughly 30 million to uh, about 175 million. So uh, it required restructuring the company into a modern construction company. But, you know, through that, you know, you know Dave was a strong personality and uh, kind of ruled. You know, often he would joke as a benevolent dictator and you know, I love him dearly. But uh, benevolent was with a small B. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but Dave, you know, he just did a great job, created an opportunity for an awful lot of folks. But with that, you know, we we had probably about eighty employees, you know, that were used to that very strong leadership, and uh, and f- for me, you know, it, it just wasn't exactly say my personality, and uh, we had several folks that were interested in say leading the company. And, uh, you know, Dave, you know, made the decision that, hey, it, it would be you, Vince. So it was very humbling. But once again, you know, I knew I was going to be following Dave's uh, footprint. So so for me, 
you know, that was probably my biggest challenge as a, as a younger guy taking over the reins of a large organization, a construction company with a uh, freaking 95% type A personalities. You know, here we go. And, and you, and you definitely have a different approach, Vince. I, I've known you for a few years and, and it seems like you have a softer, more influential type of uh, a, an approach. And so what was that like uh, trying to make that transition uh, and keep those employees uh, who had been used to that uh, stronger personality type as, at, at the helm to your more of an influential type of an approach? Tell, tell me about that. What was that like to make that transition? Okay. Anytime you have a transition like that, that if, if you can keep uh, the team from rebelling, or saying, "Hey, this ain't going to work from the from the get go." Okay, you probably have done something. And and for me, I think just initially it was my say ten, twelve years, the tenure with the firm. People understood my work ethic. You know, being there early in the morning, maybe one of the first ones, and then you know, not leave until the job was done. Uh, the projects that I was assigned, you know, I made sure that the superintendents were supported. You know, that's a big part of this. And uh, so, so folks knew, you know, what it was about. It wasn't anything that say was just given, you know, to a degree. I think it was viewed by others as earned. You know, I truly feel that I've been blessed, you know, on on this journey. But but that allowed me say uh, to go ahead and, and see if I could get some traction. And it's like in life, many difficult situations occur that help define who you are and and really help me. And the first one, unfortunately, was a an accident on a construction site. And uh, I was called and told that, you know, one of our yard guys was delivering tanks to a job site and there was an explosion. You know, my heart obviously sank, but I knew it was my job to get in my car, you know, and drive that 30 miles to the job site, you know, to see what we got and, and what do we need to do to take care of things. And as it turned out, it was a, a bit of a different situation. Uh, someone had entered an electrical vault uh, that they were not supposed to be in, caused an arc. Uh, the guy was injured. Thank God he wasn't killed. He easily could have been killed. But we had that. And then another situation where a guy had injured his back. And then all of a sudden, I'm faced with, okay, we have these these accidents. You know, well, How are we handling safety? So that next Saturday, I called for a mandatory meeting that everybody's going to be in that room the whole company, and we're going to talk about safety, and we got to get this right. And um, that meeting was probably about eight hours. Uh, I had about a week to prepare, you know, some slides and some examples and engage a couple folks. But basically, I stood in front of the company and let them know how important this is going to be. And if they're not on board with it, they can leave right now. And as you know, my personality, these are some hard things to do, but I knew it was my responsibility to make sure we're cruising in the right direction. And uh, I think with that, I know our, our CFO, because at this point, the president was gone, you know, so it was me. And, and just, you know, the, I guess the confidence that the folks know that they had a leader, you know, that they, they could count on when the things are tough, that, you know, it helped. Uh, say me, you know, in this continuing journey, because bottom line is we're proving ourselves, you know, every day. But uh, 
But I think it's it's by having that work ethic early on to kind of set the stage by addressing, say, a major problem, and then obviously other things that come up on that head-on way that a leader runs to the problem, not away from it. And boy, then, what a yeah, boy, what a what a great comment uh, that that you rarely hear, uh, Vince. And it sounds like safety, you know, it it took a pivotal a pivotal moment uh, in, in the life of Alk, uh, of what was going on. And you used that, that safety, um, as, as a pivotal, pivotal moment to maybe solidify, uh, the direction, the culture of, of the organization, uh, what the, what was going to be expected of that so much that you said that, all right, if you're not going to embrace this, then you can leave. And boy, what a strong statement or stand to take uh, with with an organization. But the the pinnacle that you leaned on there with safety, how could you argue against the fact that, all right, I've got a leader that is concerned about me being able to go home to my family every night? How can you argue against that? Yeah, and, and that was it, Kevin, because certainly the emotional part of it and uh you know, if someone getting hurt, you know, one of our family members, and we can't have this, the impact to us financially as a company, and, you know, these kind of things can put a company out, you know, especially, you know, the way that we were gone into the 08 recession, <laughs> uh, transition of a, you know, of leadership, you know, what were our clients thinking, you know, th- there was a lot at stake, and, and I, and I felt that, but, uh, but it motivated me to know that, hey, we got to get this word out. And, and I got to tell you, that started us on a journey of safety that, that really culminated past couple years of us winning the, uh, the Willis Tower uh, Construction uh, Excellence Safety Award uh, from the AGC of Michigan and, and Towers that, uh, you know, being best of class safety. And it's for our culture. Nothing to do with the record. It's just the culture that we have with our with our whole team. So. Well, Vince, that, that all starts at the top uh, with a leader. And so you you were the beacon of the organization that set that in motion. And as a result of going through that experience, what did you take away from that? What was it that that you learned by taking that stand and, and going through that experience? I guess the fact that people, they want a leader they can follow. Okay, even though you have a bunch of type A's and you know, rough and tumble folks, you know, they want to know that they have a leader that they can trust. That's going to be consistent, you know, on uh, supporting those values. And, and for us, it was identifying also through this, our core values that resonated throughout the company and, and just know that, you know, I'm a, a protector you know, and a promoter, you know, of those core values that they also are protectors and, and promoters of. And by and by taking that strong stand of saying that, hey, if, if you're not going to live by this value that we have in this company, then you're not welcome to be part of the organization. Uh, so you're you actually live and die by that. It sounds like Vince. And that's that's uh, that, that's how you permeate a culture and, and proactively develop a culture. And it sounds like you've just got a, a, a very good, strong proactive culture that you have developed there, Vince. And I want to congratulate you because I've seen firsthand what, what that looks like in your organization. 
and uh, and how that has permeated into success for you guys. Uh, so let's let's pivot onto that and let's talk about success here uh, because you have experienced and seen a lot of growth in AUK and it continued to grow. And I think last year you guys did what about two hundred and thirty million dollars, I think, in, in revenue. We did, and uh, and, and so out of out of all this growth and and everything what what's been the largest or the best or the biggest success that you've seen along the way as as the leader of the company i guess at a high level uh, i want to describe you know what truly i feel is probably you know the greatest success that you would know, say during my tenure but then also what it resulted in um and that's the seeing the transformation you know, of our team, our next generation, you know, as they're stepping up, you know, as they're taking on roles, as they're taking care of problems now that, that used to always hit my desk, that now, you know, they're coming back and this is how they took care of this. And, and it was in keeping with our, our core values and, uh, you know, taking care of the client results in that repeat business. But seeing that, you know, across, um, you know, the board that, um, just this Monday, we announced uh, the promotion of three of our project directors to the role of vice president. Um, we're seeing, uh, again, one of our vice presidents uh, retiring you know, at 1231, and everybody having that idea that, as that vice president said, as he takes his finger out of the bucket, you know, that it gets filled in and there are no ripples. And uh, so for, for us, it's that succession planning, letting people know what's going to be expected of them and what those opportunities are, and, and then seeing them you know, step up and, and taking that on. So having a very solid team. Uh, and then you know, one of the, the tangible results of that was that we have a, a, a client that we have worked for for over 30 years. Uh, they were coming out with a large program of work over $300 million. And the bottom line is, as it's coming out, you know, I like to say, and I don't really want to disparage my competition, but the barbarians were banging at the castle door, you sure. know, our client that, Hey, you know, this program is, is too large uh, for ALK. Uh, there's enough work here. It should be divided up among several firms. Uh, perhaps another delivery method of engaging a pro program manager would help better serve the district. And, you know, we saw that as a threat, you know, early on. And uh, one of our uh, recently uh, promoted, say, directors at that point, you know, really took the lead. Because within that program, uh, the, the vice president, because this, this happened about two years ago, uh, 18 months, the vice president had overseen that program was taking his retirement in May, and this was a long planned retirement. Uh, and then also the senior project manager, director, uh, his wife had a health issue, and he somewhat abruptly retired. So we had the two main people of that program say retire, you know, in that May timeframe, the same time that vote happened, the bond was passed, and the work was getting ready to be put in play. And our team took the lead of putting together a package that would tell the story of 
our 30-year relationship with that client, how we had continually transitioned um, you know, teams through there based on the, the various programs they had or retirements and you know who we are, what our depth was that really sold, say, the, our contact, the facilities director, allowed him to take it to the superintendent of schools who took it to the board of education that, you know, soon after the, uh, the passage of that work, you know, it was announced that we would be awarded that work. So kind of a long story, but, you know, for us, $300 million of assigned work, uh, you know, that means a lot. Of course. Yeah. That's a very significant award. And, uh, so Vince, it, it sounds like, you know, you, you have created an environment there where, you know, you, you are able to, like you said, replace talent, uh, when, when you've got people that are retiring and most of the time you, you kind of see that coming, it looks like, but tell me a little bit about that. What, what do you think contributed to that success, Vince, uh, and, and being able to, backfill those people? How do you do that? Because a lot of construction firms out there struggle with that scenario. How do you do that? How, how are you replacing these guys and how, how do you know that they are ready uh, to step up when, when that time comes? Well, you know, a lot of it is, you know, every day, you know, knowing that you could be the best in your position, you know, that in the country, but if you haven't done anything to train those people, they're going to follow you and you leave, and you leave a big hole, you know, you have failed. And, uh, and you know, here at Alca, we, we, uh, we fear failure, uh, but, but not really. I mean, that's where we, where we learn. But the bottom line is, you know, we feel, and, and that, was, that stage was set with, with my predecessor, Dave Hamilton, you know, who knew he needed to get me ready. And uh, so, so with that, you know, how, how do you know? It's when you see them taking care of issues and, and say, not asking you to solve their problems. And, uh, and in a, say, a nurturing way, sometimes turning them back of, you know, what would you do in this situation? So having those conversations. So the idea that folks know what opportunities are available to them, that they can grow into them. And, and with things growing, there, there's more of those opportunities there that are very visible you know, I got to believe a young project engineer, you know, seeing, you know, uh, somebody they worked with as a manager, getting promoted to director and now a vice president, uh, you know, sees the opportunities for them. One of the things I love about your company, Vince, is that you start at the very low level of bringing in uh, a constant pipeline of individuals at, you know, right out of college to bring in and develop and nurture through the pipeline of progression through, through your company. And I've, I've got to believe that that's got to be one of the contributing factors to why you have an ability to backfill those positions uh, that have helped to ultimately grow the company, have people and resources available when needed and, and so forth. So you, you actually addressed it at a lower level at the lowest level in the company and you sort of created a feeder system. It sounds like that just permeates and grows within, within your company, provided they fit the culture and the, they understand the core values and align with that and so forth. It sounds like you can 
basically have an opportunity to be successful and, and grow within in the company, uh, Vince. So I'd, I'd, you know, again, I applaud the model that you have uh, set up in that organization. And, uh, and, and then it's evident the success that it's, it's created, uh, the legacy they're going to leave behind with, uh, with that company someday. Uh, and so, you know, now that you've gone through this so far, uh, up to this point, how has this journey affected your personal life and your personal relationships? That's, uh, you know, certainly being part of an organization like OP where, you know, it's uh, truly an extension of your family. But, you know, also being real about it, right, that uh, Melody and I, you know, my wife, the, who I owe so much of, of say, the success in my career to, uh, from her uh, good counsel, uh, you know, her support, you know, I will tell you, you know, her bringing me back to Christ, uh, that's a big foundational part of who I am. And then also, you know, her infinite patience. Um, you know, with me and the demands of, of work, uh, of, you know, the long, you know, the evenings out. But, uh, you know, but with that, I, I try to do everything I can, you know, to let her know, you know, here on earth, you know, that she's a center of things. So, uh, so, so with that, I'm very fortunate uh, to have that support of my wife. Uh, my family's back in PA. So, uh, you know, there it's visits. So, uh, but I stay in contact with them uh, closely. Uh, the folk kids uh, <laughs> at the time that I went to school with, you know, we stay in contact. So, and we share a lot. Uh, uh, two of my best friends are in the construction industry, so we can lament. Uh, and uh, so, so with that, I guess the personal relationships, uh, that's probably the most important thing in, in my life. Uh you know, that I, I make sure I focus, keep those going. Uh, probably don't golf as good as I might be able to, <laughs> but I'll, I'll trade that. Uh, but I guess I've, I've learned and grown and, and had so many parts of my life fulfilled through, through this industry and giving back that, that it takes care of that. Uh, Melody and I have been married 34 years. We don't have children. Uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, something that, uh, we wanted as part of our lives, but we got 14 nieces and nephews were active in their lives. So, so with that, you know, it, it's definitely a balance, but, uh, but it's also, I guess the success has allowed us to help a lot of people and, and, um, truly look that everything, you know, I've been given is a gift from God. I'm a steward. So, uh, you know, with that, keeping that in mind, uh, I guess puts us in a position where we feel, you know, that we can do things to, to help other people. And uh, so we well, try Vince, to do that. It, it, it sounds like it certainly has helped you to create a, a, a tremendous base and foundation from a personal standpoint uh, and, and a perspective of giving back and serving and helping others uh, to, to also enjoy the blessings and the successes that you had along the way. So if, if you had a chance to do it all over again, what's the one thing you'd do different or change? I guess one of the things is say, knowing <laughs> what you have, know now, uh, I, I turned 62 in about two weeks. I still feel like a kid, 
I don't know if it's part of our culture that, uh, you know, we just all grade on a curve now. So, uh, you know, I still feel young, but, but I wish I, you know, I had a sense of a lot of the lessons that I've learned, say now that I, you know, I wish I would have known the say younger and, and maybe they weren't major things, but maybe, you know, how I did say treat others or, or what I did or what I felt was important that, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, where, you know, when I measure myself against, you know, say the values I hold now, that I probably didn't measure up much, but, you know, through the grace of God and some good friends, you know, kept me on track and, and I didn't veer too much out of the lane, uh, you know, so that, you know, I have the opportunity for, to do what I do now. Well, you know, experience is, uh, is the best teacher, Vince. And, you know, we all wish that we could have had that kind of wisdom, uh, back in our earlier life and, uh, and be able to take advantage of that. Uh, so, what is it, Vince, that uh, makes you optimistic about the future of your business uh, going forward? I guess the biggest thing is that we all here in this outfit have an understanding that past performance is no indicator of future success. And really acting on that understanding, knowing that you you could be replaced in 30 days by any of your clients, um, that you got to earn it every day. And you know, so working with our team members and making sure, you know, we live up to those promises we've made our clients, that uh, the fact that, that the people get it, uh, you know, that's what allows me to be optimistic. Uh, the fact in 08, our revenues went from, you know, just a year or two prior, $175 million down to $69 million, okay? We remained profitable even at that level. Um, we did not lay off any engineers. Um, we did lose one manager who was actually getting ready to retire and wasn't really interested in what we now had to do as far as beating the bushes for work. Uh, our projects went from, say, 150 jobs a year to over 250 jobs a year. Uh, one of the large national firms in town who actually pulled out said, you know what, we're not going to take work on just to keep people busy. And we said, we're going to take on work just to keep people busy. And uh, so for that, we expanded our client base. Uh, our margins actually went up. Those smaller jobs did deliver uh, greater margins. And we worked harder. And, uh, and uh, you know, with that, all the folks here, you know, experienced that time. So, you know, I know, you know, di- you know there will be times, and we've talked about that before. And I tell you, COVID really gave us that opportunity for for our young leaders to demonstrate uh, their commitment uh, to the rest of the staff. So, uh, you know, so we just take every opportunity to learn. All these folks are now been tested and, um, you know, they have, they know what it takes. So that's what gives me the optimism. And, and I think that optimism you know, goes through the company. Well, fantastic, Vince. Uh, it, it sounds like you've created a wonderful culture, a great pipeline, uh, great core values in your company. Uh, your people have been tested under fire, obviously. And I love the mindset of, uh, you know, you don't take the past for granted, uh, get, given that past success and, and so forth, that, that it takes an everyday mentality of trying to live up to those standards every day. And 
Vince, it's, it's just been a wonderful discussion. I've really enjoyed having you on, on the show today. So we're, we're about out of time and I want to wrap this up. Uh, so I want to ask you, Vince, where is the best place that our listeners can go to connect with you and, and learn more about Auk construction? Okay. Uh, for that, I'd encourage them to say, visit our website. Uh, but really, it's going to be uh, my email address. I'll share that. It's vdeleonardis at alkconstruction.com. And, and Kevin, is that something with the podcast that might be visible to somebody? Or I certainly can spell it out for folks. Yeah, we'll put that in the podcast notes. And uh, that way, people will uh, have a, a visual way to be able to get in contact with you. Okay. Yep. No, that's a, I'd be you know happy to share because it truly... You know, I, I think our values are all built around our people. And uh, if there's anything I can share that will give people the tools, uh, say, to treat their staff, their employees, their clients, you know, uh, you know, in a way that creates success and, and takes care of them, that, you know, I'd be happy to share that. Well, thank you so much, Vince. I can vouch that Vince is a true giver, guys, and uh, that he truly demonstrates the values that he's talked about on our show today. Our guest today has been Vince DeLeonardis, uh, president of Out Construction in Pontiac, Michigan. Vince, it's been wonderful having you on the show today. I want to thank you so much for joining us, and we hope that we can get you back on another podcast uh, sometime down the road. Well, if I can thank you, Kevin, and, and to uh, with Chief Executive Board, you know, what it has given me to help me in leadership, uh, you know, I want to thank you for that. So, and, and then your friendship and So thank you, Kevin. My pleasure, Vince. Thank you again for joining us, and uh, we look forward to having you back on another show. Okay. Thank you. The Lessons from the Boardroom podcast is sponsored by Chief Executive Boards. It's lonely at the top, but that doesn't mean you need to go it alone. We've got your back. At Chief Executive Boards, you have access to business best practices, insights, and resources that can help you eliminate the stress, anxiety, and pitfalls of running a business. Whenever you're ready, here's how we can help. Number one, get a copy of Kevin's book, In Search of Balance, The Business Owner's Guide to Building a Business and a Life, at chiefexecutiveboards.com slash book. Number two, attend a Chief Executive Boards event in your area to find out if CEVI can help you. For a list of upcoming events in your area, go to chiefexecutiveboards.com slash events or call 864-527-5917.